Let me see if I can find this song real quick. Now. I can tell Alexa to play it. Alexa, play Nasty Girl by... That it too. Who is it? Here's Nasty Girl album version by Destiny's Child. Alexa. <laughs> Alexa, play Nasty Girl by Vanity. Here's Nasty Girl album version by Destiny's Child. Alexa, stop. Alexa, play the song Nasty Girl by Vanity. Nasty Girl album version okay, by fuck Destiny's it. Child. Alexa, stop. <laughs> I found it. I found it. <laughs> it's all about the moments right now. It's <laughs> coming. Welcome back to the Obsessed Podcast. It's Nick, Gareth, and Gia. And this week, we've got a little bit of a catch-up. There's a bit of a dropation going on with certain elements of uh, what's going on in Mariah's camp. So we're just going to round everything up and discuss it. So welcome back, guys. How are we? I'm tired. (laughs) Gia? How are you, Gia? I'm I'm doing very well, you guys. (laughs) (laughs) No, okay. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna bullshit. I'm tired too. <laughs> I'm definitely y'all, tired. Y'all, we're tired all too. tired. That's we've been grinding. You know we're tired when we do a catch up video. <laughs> <laughs> Since the day that catch up, we're all knackered. <laughs> yeah, knackered. I love that word. <laughs> basically, today, you guys. It's just going to be a list of things that we have written down today. Uh, We're going to catch up on uh, basically to gloss over it. It's the Geo Jam situation, Songwriters Hall of Fame. We've got some merch moments happening. Mariah's getting sued, girl. We all know that. And allegedly, 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 Angel's Advocate may potentially, allegedly, be dropped sometime soon so am i missing anything now who's making angel's advocate happen oh no girl because we were gonna get (laughs) into it because we weren't gonna talk about this you guys should have heard the conversation we were having a few minutes earlier when my attitude was way higher (laughs) um (laughs) uh no but our old inside joke used to be gareth stop trying to make angel's advocate happen (laughs) and it's not going to happen but uh, it might. MC30 might be making a return. So What's MC30? Yeah, I don't know her. Who is she, right? Um, I totally forgot about MC. When was the last time we heard anything from MC30? Before Valentine's Day 2021. Am I right? Oh, it, wasn't it the Christmas? No, it was the Christmas. Didn't she do the Joy to the World Christmas drop earlier? Was that MC30? I think she packaged it as MC30. She gave us, yeah, she gave uh, us a Christmas MC30 moment. Um, okay. But before that, I think we stopped at E equals MC squared, right? Yeah, because we all thought it was going to be next to the Angels Advocate. And then in theory, and it wasn't, it was the We Belong Together, Together Valentine's mix or whatever it's called, the long one. Yeah, the good one, the one that doesn't really sound in the kitchen. Yes. The one that I really like, actually, actually love. Yeah, it really doesn't sound in the kitchen. And for all of our new listeners who haven't listened to our big energy episode and don't know what we mean by in the kitchen, just like a little sound moment that goes on on certain Mariah songs that have come out as of late. It's the sound we call in the kitchen. Because it sounds like she's singing in the kitchen without a professional mic. Kind of how I sound right now talking. 
I went to a festival last week in the park for, at the back of my flat and in between like the last act and the headlining act which came on last, they played big energy and I was thinking why are they playing this and I was waiting for her bit to come in and it came in and it didn't sound that bad like in a in a big like sort of field-esque moment through massive like speakers surrounding it sounded actually all right i've been hearing big energy on the radio a lot i hear it because i have xm radio i listen to um tiktok radio which is channel four on xm Sirius, which is something that we have in america uh, in america but i keep hearing big energy but it's not mariah's version it's just the OG version of Big Energy. So I have yet to hear it on a radio. Today's not about Big Energy. We are going to move on. So, guys, what is going on with All I Want for Christmas is You? So, basically, Mariah, Walter A., and Sony are being sued by Andy Stone for copyright infringement for $20 million. He claims he wrote a song with the same title five years earlier with his band, Vince Fans and the Valiants. I don't Have you guys ever heard that song, his version? Because I've heard it several times. I hear it every Christmas. I've heard the song. I've not... I like it. It's, it's a nice little song, but I've not heard of the band. I've not heard of Andy Stone. Never seen that, like music video or whatever that moment is but yeah i've heard the song i've heard of it as well obviously and know exactly what it is but other than that outside of just the song alone the audio no what about you g have you heard it i literally don't even know what we're talking about in this one like i don't like this is not on my radar like i know it's happening but like it's not something i really care about like it's very much serving rich people problems and i don't if i'm gonna be honest it's something that i don't care about at all but obviously we know mariah wrote it and i'm not like obviously if i was a younger lamb like if i was like still serving my caution era moments i would be like rallying and being like oh my fucking god and like super angry and trying to defend her but i'm at the point where i'm like uh she's a big girl and she can get Ed Shapiro on the phone, case closed. So I'm really not worried about this one. I'm in the same line as you. I don't really care about it. I mean, of course I've heard about it. And there's like, to me, there's no possible way this is going to go anywhere because his song was written in 1989 and released in 1989. Hers was in 94. What is it? 2022 now, Gia? Do you know what year it is, Gia? It's it's 2022 today, I think. <laughs> yeah, yeah, today. it's 2022. So uh, I don't think it stands any grounds for anything. Like the court's no, going I, to ask him, where were you the last 27 years? Exactly. So in my opinion, I think that Mariah will probably try to sanction it, which will mean that they'll like not have it go anywhere. And then if that doesn't work and they have to like take it to court or something i'm sure she'll just settle out or she might actually take this one to court because obviously we know that she wrote that bitch it's like you said ed shapiro on the phone case closed there's just to me there's no way it's gonna go anywhere it's just i i paid attention to it but not really because i know that nothing will happen of this and mariah nor sony have not even commented on it they're just like Okay. I think that she should write it out. I don't think she should just go give this person a lump of money. Because obviously, 
he's not missed out on the same amount of money. Or uh, what is he asking for $20 million? He's not missed out on that from his song. His song was not going to make that much money. It didn't make that much money in the five years, I don't believe. It wasn't going to do that another, what, like 27, 28 years after Mariah's was released. And so he's not missed out on that after hers was released. It just doesn't make any sense. And then to start, like, kicking and screaming about a title, a name, like, you can't copyright a name. I mean, obviously, certain titles, like, I don't know, if someone was going to release an album called The Emancipation of Mimi or release a TV show or a movie called Sex in the City, like, of course, there's certain things that are copyrighted but like how many songs are there in the world that probably have i don't know i miss you or i love you or something like we belong together if we all start who was the one that's that kylie kardashian or jenner or whatever she's calling herself she tried to copyright her first name and then kylie minogue stepped in because kylie minogue has albums i think I don't know too much about Kylie Minogue, but she has like albums and perfumes called Kylie. So I don't know what it would mean, but it would mean that then that Kylie Minogue can't work under that name, but she has products under that name, but she's not copyrighted the name. So I do feel like it's bordering on dangerous territory. So he's claiming that Carrie and Afanasiev, and I quote here, according to The Guardian, knowingly, willfully, and intentionally engaged in the campaign in order to infringe on his copyright. And, I mean, I think Andy Stone is a guy, I don't know. There's a woman in the video, so I'm not sure. So, um, and there's a woman singing it, I think, so I don't really get it. But um, it's dangerous territory to start. Wait, pause, Garrett. Is this the one that's like the other song that's called All I Want For Christmas Is You? Yes. And it's like kind of slow. I do feel that... If we are, not we as in us, but like... Wait, 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 wait. So it is that song though, right? With the girl singing, like yes, you said? Yes, yes, yes. Okay, damn. Yeah, I have heard it then. Yeah, okay. No, it's a mess. He has no reason to sue. It's completely different lyrics and everything. Bye. The thing is with it, like, if, if we're going to go down this road of doing this, then how the hell is anybody going to be able to release a song? If they write a song and it's all about missing some, whatever the subject matter is, and then they think, I'm mentioning this a lot in the chorus, like, and it, it's it's just so silly. It's just, there's going to be so many people, like, coming up, oh, that, you know, that's the, that's the name of my song, that's the title of my song, I'm going to sue you, because it, uh, uh, where where does the, the, the foundation for this kind of uh, legal matter lie, really? Because... Allegedly, there are 177 entries listed with the United States Copyright Office under the name All I Want For Christmas Is You. Now, I don't know if there's songs. I mean, obviously there will be songs, but I don't know if it's just songs or if there's like books or... I don't know, poems, I don't know. But like, that's what I've read according to The Guardian. And it's so ridiculous. Like he's coming after Mariah Carey. Why is he not going after all these other alleged entries that are there under the same title? It kind of happened a few years ago with the Robin Thicke and Pharrell when they had to pay out because they did actually say they were inspired by Marvin Gaye's Got to Get, uh, Got to get It On for Blurred Lines. And of course, um, I think it, Marvin Gaye's is it his niece or his daughter or something who owns his estate? She went after them. And it, it's a that's a blatant rip-off. I get that. But like you said, G, this All I Want for Christmas is you. Yes, it has the references in there. It's not exactly the same references, not the same lyrics, it's not the same song. 
I want to add this though, because I, before this ever came about over the last, what, week and a half, 10 days, I specifically remember hearing this song during Christmas, the Vince Vance and the Volumes or whatever it is, um, that their version. And I do, I really like the song, but I'm a sucker for Christmas music. Anyway, anytime I would hear it, I would think, wow, Mariah has a song called All I Want for Christmas is You. So I'm not trying to defend them or, or anything, but I never thought, hey, they stole this from Mariah. It's just, I'm a Mariah Carey fan, and this woman on this song is singing All I Want for Christmas is You. And it is a cute little Christmas song, but I don't think they can get anywhere with this. And that's my opinion on it. Same. I just think it's really silly. It's re- absolutely ridiculous. It's just trying to pull something out of thin air because they're seeing, like like we've said before, 27, 28 years later or whatever it is now, they are now making a big deal about it. And this, this song is huge for Mariah, as we all know. If this does become something, then where does this lie? Because if everyone's going to go around suing other artists because of a name or a title, are they going to go after... Let's say there's an upcoming artist who's not even got the sales in yet and they've got a song with the same title or someone who's not really that famous or successful, but they're just known and they have a few songs and a couple of albums or whatever. And they, they pick a title because of their song. Then who are they going to go after? Is it based on what's successful or is it based on the original like title? Who, who Where does the ground stand on this? That's what I don't understand. I, I mean, I'm kind of done talking about it. Anyway, we'll move on. So next... We're talking way too much about it. Like, I don't I don't think it matters that much because she's got money and she is a strong woman. She's been sued a million times. Like, literally, it's baseless. Like, I think we can move on. But yeah. Their thing, is, their thing is something different. Their thing is something different, honey. So, yeah, well, uh, coming up on June 16th, we have the Songwriters Hall of Fame ceremony. Um, so Mariah's been doing this promotion with GeoJam Live, and that's another thing that I don't really pay attention to. It's not that I don't care about it, it's just that I don't understand what it is. What is GeoJam? No yeah, idea. and okay, are we talking about the Twitter space? Is that what's going we're gonna on? Get, now? We're gonna get into the Twitter space. That's what we're talking about. The it's not a, it wasn't it was a Twitter's yeah, it was a Twitter space with GeoJam, but I was asking the question, what is GeoJam? And I have a description of it right but here. But that's what written. their description of it was like just go to geojam.com and then exactly. do this at geojam.com and then purchase this at geojam.com. Like it was just very much a lot. And it was hard to understand. I don't even want to talk about it. So I just feel like I'm being a bitch. So what should I do? You're not being a, you're not being a bitch. You like, we don't understand really what this is. This is okay. This is what their description of it is. Uh, We all have created some kind of community on different social media platforms. And so have many artists. But one of the biggest limitations is that such of a community does not generate many other ways of monetization for the artists. And the only reward for fans is that they can just consume these products slash services, which limit their engagement. Therefore, thanks to GeoJam has made it possible for artists and their fans to engage in two-way interactive relationship. So my understanding is you purchase these coins and you pay the artist like, I, that, that's what I'm like trying to get down to the bottom too, because Octavia was on this 
and it, I don't know if everybody knows who Octavia is, but she was on this Twitter space with Mariah. And thank God, because Octavia really deserved that. But Octavia asked the question and said she was confused by GeoJam. So Mariah made Sarah break it down, but I was still confused. Yeah, me too. Octavia was on there and congratulations, Octavia. We know that probably was like a huge moment for you. And I I was like having goosebumps for you and it just felt like super surreal. So yeah, can't even believe that. But even when she asked and then Mariah had them break it down, Mariah broke it down twice. And or Mar- yeah, Mariah had them break it down two times and I still did not understand. Mariah was begging them to explain to us what it was. And they were like, okay, well, we'll do another Twitter space. She kept saying, go to Gemini.com slash XYZ. Like, I don't know what the fuck she was talking about. But like, honestly, I don't understand. And she kept saying things to Mariah, like, we're so grateful you came to this platform, but y'all need to really figure out a better way to explain it to these people because it sounded like Mariah was like the first one on the platform or something because she said that Mariah was the first one on the platform. Yeah. They said that this is like a new thing. And so it's giving me nightmare era. You guys like it. I'm sorry. Like it's giving me like Stella almost like I don't even want to go there today. Our last episode was literally just New Year's Eve. Like I literally, I'm not even trying to take it there, but like it's, it's got me worried because it did not sound like people knew what they had their shit together. And Mariah sounded like very vulnerable on that um, Twitter space. You know, she did not seem. (sighs) Well, let's talk about like, let's talk about that. Okay. So obviously we really don't understand what GeoJam is Uh, in my my best understanding is that you purchase coins and you somehow uh, give them to the artist in some way and you get an incentive. So basically, in my eyes, you're paying to talk to Mariah or get something from Mariah, which is kind of, and I don't want to sound negative, but it sounds really scammy. But it, they're trying to make it seem like it isn't scammy. It's so confusing that it makes it feel scammy. Well, also... It's giving me, like, I already pay a lot of money, like, for your shit all the time anyway. Like, I don't know what this is. Like, and if this was the bidding, I don't know if this was just the bidding for the ticket. And that's the point. Okay, let's talk about the ticket. So let's talk about the ticket. So this whole GeoJam thing is for a ticket for somebody and their friend to join Mariah on a private jet. You bid for a ticket or an nft which i still don't even really know what an nft is i need to educate myself more but anytime i try to educate myself about nfts i don't understand it in i NFT feel like an is old like, person an nft is just like a picture on your phone like, that you i understand that, you that but like but like only under- you own it like that yeah it. i feel that but like people can just screen cap it you know what i'm saying like so <laughs> mariah's giving away that that uh the nft is that little ticket thing like people but, are sharing uh, that on their instagram stories like yeah but nfts you can actually like place them into reality on your phone like you can't actually do that with just a screen cap of the nft and nft have you ever um amazon a piece of furniture and like put it in your phone in your room to see virtually like how it would look 
I've oh, never that, done that now. I've done it. But do you know what, what I'm that saying? Is? That's pretty much what an NFT is, except I guess you're that the kind of makes sense. You're the only one who has it. So but it's then, like but- literally not even that deep, but it's also kind of cool. But if you actually got to meet her and you get to go there, that would be awesome. Okay, I so think. what what they're doing is they're having a bid so you can get this NFT ticket image or whatever it is to join Mariah at this uh, Songwriters Hall of Fame and you get to bring a friend, you go out to eat. But who the fuck is going to be able to afford that? Why is she pushing that on us? Like, this only is going to benefit somebody who is wealthy. Yeah, that's true, because obviously the people will just bid higher and higher and higher. So it's going to it's gonna reach a certain territory. I don't know. I don't get it. I don't. I, I think, in a way, what this, what, from what you said, Jerry, it sounds like it's with this particular thing. So you could probably add this ticket, just as an example, I'm not saying that this is the situation, but you could add this ticket to the wallet on your iPhone, and it will appear like that, but somebody owns that. No. It's like, it's not in your wallet, but it's in your, I don't know how it becomes just yours, but I've seen a guy who had an NFT and you can, you can put it in, it's only in your phone. So the ticket is like a virtual ticket to meet Mariah, but you also, so like in real life you meet her, but the NFT is virtual so you have like a virtual ticket forever so i think people are getting way too caught up on the nft part of it and like it's very it's very much an old school like giveaway oh my gosh like reach into the cereal box and here's the winner type thing but y'all are old now so you're overthinking it and it's It's not really old because i'm really not that old i i get what it is like you you're bidding to go with mariah on this thing to the song songwriters hall of fame but you you get that as a consolation as well so basically you're just bidding to join mariah with this moment it is confusing and i'm not and i'm not trying to be a bitch i'm just kidding It, it is confusing and especially how to get it that's that's the real confusing part like for me what the fuck is geojam and i don't trust it so it doesn't make me want to go there and then also mariah's attitude in the i guess it wasn't that bad it wasn't bad but it was just weird it just felt like she didn't even know what it was at all so and and she was saying on this whole space like you guys are gonna have to get this together i can't get this together and it was just like, I mean, I'm, of course, obviously that's the case. Like she's got all this money. She's, she's totally that girl. So of course everyone else would be putting everything together, but it was just, it just seemed like she was very vulnerable. And I just felt weird in this Twitter space. Something was off to me and I don't know exactly what it was. And I don't think I it was weird. like I felt weird about it too. I, I really did because Mariah's attitude towards it, because he even asked her, like, how's it gonna be on the day that when this person wins? She's like, I don't know what kind of mood I'm gonna be in that day. Yeah, I might it was walk past everybody and not even look at them in the eye. We'll just yeah, have to see. She said, figure it out what which restaurant we're gonna go to so I know what to pay for. Yeah. And she was very much like, we're doing moments only. It's moments only. Like, it was, like, very... It was a lot. Wasn't her vibe. It was off. It was weird. 
Her, I think it wasn't. Well, you could literally hear her drinking out of a wine glass while she was doing it. It was a very weird because the whole thing was weird because they would bring people on and then Sarah and Sam would cut in. And I didn't really. And Sarah and Sam are the I think they're the owners of GeoJam or the, the founders of it. But her, even her attitude towards Sarah and Sam was very almost passive aggressive a little bit. If I guess that's the best word I can find for it, but they would bring someone on and then they would start talking. the The fan or the lamb would start talking, and Sarah and Sam would cut in real quick, and then that person would disappear. Especially with like that, uh, the Manuel designer guy who makes all those uh, nice photos on Instagram, and all the celebrities share it. Even when he was on, he was on for a second, and then they cut in and he was gone, and they just brought up something different. It was really, it was, it was very confusing. All right, then. Do you guys want to talk about this GeoJam spaces any longer? Or well, how do we like, do. fully feel okay. about it? We got Mariah in a rare form during this, this live. But Mariah brought up a lot of really interesting things. And she left a lot of little nuggets for us. Like she brought up that the memoir is being turned into a series with Lee Daniels. And there will be a big announcement really soon. So that's exciting. Did y'all catch that part? Yeah. That was the part that I missed. I can't believe it. What? How did I miss that? But you missed the part where she said there was no album. Oh, hey. Now, now we got to talk about that. She did, <laughs> yeah, not, she did not say that there's not a new album coming. She said, I don't want anybody to think that there's a secret album coming. Who thought that and there was, was a secret album? This was at the same point that she was talking about right before she talked about the memoir being turned into a series. And she, right before she said that, she was talking about, I don't want anybody to think that I have a secret album coming out or anything, but I do have something coming out that I can talk about. Wait, no, I can't talk about it. But y'all will find out soon. She, she said it. She definitely said it. She, I don't, that I don't to want me, people to think there's an album or a secret album. And she said, there's like an, that. I don't want people to think there's an album or a secret album. It's definitely there. We're just going to have to agree to disagree because I'm still going to hold on to hope that we're getting an album. Like, it's just <laughs> that for me. And it's no, just I mean, going to be that. We, of course, we all want to hope for an album. And I want an album. And we know Mariah says shit and sometimes it's different than what she says, you know, just like last year, you know, that Christmas special or something. Mm -hmm. Yeah. What, um, I what, I, what I don't get from this particular part of the, the spaces thing is that if she's going to say she's in the studio, which I know she always says that, but like if she's going to say she's in the studio and then she says, I don't want people to think that there's an album coming or a secret album, you know, whatever she's saying, then maybe don't... It's the same old tale, really, that we've been saying since Christmas, like, where she says things and then just never happens or whatever. Yeah, basically, you were just saying, like, oh, well, if she doesn't want people to think that there's an album or a secret album coming, then maybe you shouldn't tell people... That you're oh, the I'm studio. in the studio. Oh, yeah. Like we're making music, girl. Yeah, Gareth. Really good fucking point right there, honestly. Um, so that really did kind of like rub me 
like differently it was the wrong i don't want to be like the wrong way because like i don't want to sound like super mad at mariah because i'm not i'm really not i don't i don't want to say i don't care about this stuff like i used to but i just don't have the energy to be mad about stuff like this anymore for me it just made it more vague because the thing that she said it was basically saying or something along those lines of an album or a secret album or blah 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 but you just said you're in the studio so it made it she sort of tied that little bit up and it's just like okay now i don't know what and she said oh i may have wrote this in a song like the other day like she she hinted but like she casually said oh it could have been me writing a song like she because she like remembered like a lyric or something or like something like a statement she said something and it was like oh maybe i wrote it in a song so obviously that means she's like writing music still you know of course and she she probably she probably will be writing lyrics and she probably will have melodies as she said in the masterclass run through her etc and she probably will put voice notes on a phone to save things and write things down and whatever and sing into a phone but like when when you're in when you're taking it to the studio it leads and you're telling people that it's going to leave people to say like oh something something is coming and she's been talking about this butterfly lounge thing for a, a while now off and on so it's just like what's going to happen what's happening what's how's it going where where are we now at the point with the butterfly what what are we getting it it's very push and pull and then she, she says here, oh, I'm in the studio, but then I don't want people to think there's an, al- an album coming or a secret album and things like that. It's just like, I, I don't know. I, I'm, I'm hopeful for something to come and I'm excited to see what it is, but then I'm kind of 50-50 between that and like, is it just going to dash my expectations? Well, my little theory here, and I brought it up before, is, and I talked to Gio about this last night, that we're going to get something in September for the 25th of Butterfly. I just really feel like that's going to happen. Yeah, you said I feel like that's what she's doing. I think that's why it's called the Butterfly Lounge. She even brought up the Butterfly Lounge when she was in that space. She's like, I'm walking through the Butterfly Lounge right now, just looking at all my plaques. Yeah, you mentioned that before in one of our past episodes, and I do think that's a really good point. I do think that there's going to be something, and I hope this will be, but I think the Butterfly Lounge was created as a moment for her to be creative ongoing not necessarily just for the butterfly like anniversary but like hopefully whatever this project is is going to be some kind of celebratory moment of that i don't have any expectation right now i just, I, I feel like i have all the expectation but zero expectation if that makes any sense exactly it makes perfect sense and and i don't want whoever's listening to this right now i don't want you to think that what i'm about to say is negative in any way because this is just how i am as a fan as a lamb of mariah carey for all these years since 1995 since i've been a lamb i have gone through so much shit with mariah carey and i have had so much expectations and so many expectations have been let down for me that i just i'm so numb to it that whatever comes, comes for me. And I'm I'm not let down. I, I really, 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 really want a new album because we're, we're hitting that four-year mark now and we haven't gotten much in 10 years, really, anything. But I want something this year, but I don't expect anything. I'm just numb to it at this point because, and again, I'm not trying to sound negative. I've just been let down by Mariah so many times with things that... It's just whatever to me anymore. Okay, wait. 
Uh, I agree with you, Nick. Like, that's where I'm at, too. And Garrett, something you said. Oh, no, you said the Butterfly Lounge was, like, meant to be, like, ongoing. And I was like, oh, yeah. I was thinking, like, yeah, because, like, that happened. The master class happened in the Butterfly Lounge. Like, several performances and a music video happened in the Butterfly Lounge. Like, I don't know if if it was built to, like, head towards a, like, 25th anniversary type festive moment but we know mariah loves an anniversary girl Mm. and 25 is like a big one it's a pretty big one she did celebrate 20 she did celebrate 20 but you know you know i do expect it from her though because she exactly what i think we're gonna get something like we did with uh merry christmas's 25th because we all know how much butterfly means to mariah and it is her favorite album i think we're going to get a really big rollout in September and September is only three months away. So I'm looking forward to it. I'm being patient. I'm, and I want to back up and just say, I'm not, again, I'm not trying to be negative. I'm very grateful for everything that I get from Mariah. I'm never really let down. So when anything new comes along, I'm just like, Oh, great. This is amazing. This will be in the soundtrack of my life forever. So if Mariah says something and it doesn't happen, I'm just so used to it. Cause that's so her brand. To me, at least. But going back to uh, the 25th of Butterfly, I just, I really feel like it's going to come. And it's only three months away. And she has to do something because two months after September, we're jumping right back into Christmas. So Mariah said, I have so much things that I want to announce, but I can't announce yet that are coming this year. They have to be happening anytime now. I'm just waiting for those big announcements. What you might have is some nice little autumn merch for the uh, butterfly anniversary. Who knows? <laughs> I'll take it. I would be down for butterfly merch because I think we talked about that in the merch episode. Go listen to our Mariah Pride merch episode. We, I think we've been anticipating a 25th anniversary butterfly moment. And if that only manifests itself in merch, and I don't mean to say like only like I'm, I'm grateful to you guys. Like I'm not... <laughs> I really feel like I sound so jaded, but um, even if it's just merch, I would be so happy that we got new butterfly merch because we are always getting rainbow merch and it would be different and it would be fun and it would be, it would be festive. And that would be something that's not Christmas. And I would be like really happy about it. I think Butterfly deserves a merch moment, regardless of anything else that she's got. And no, we're not being negative. It's just that there's so much like, like I said, push and pull with certain things. And sometimes you just don't know what to expect because yes, in the past things have been said and then it's not been, it's not happened. I don't want to use the word delivered, but it's just not happened. And so then you can't, you do, like you said, Nick, you would then eventually just take it with a pinch of salt when it's said in future or along the lines of time or whatever, you know, like you do think, okay, yeah, whatever, all right. And then obviously during the lockdown, and we're not going to go on a huge tangent of that, but like the lockdown situation, obviously there was nothing else to do, but everything that was being done was like knocked out constantly. So it was, it became overwhelming. So we've gone back to that sort of moment where it's just like, okay, it's, um, we've got staggered information, nothing's coming not really a lot's being said still something's being said so we don't know what to think but then we get all these little weird projects like geojam and the mcdonald's thing and it's just like where's the real stuff coming isn't she doing something with farmville or something like that too i don't know what that is i don't know i keep seeing all these promos with mariah on like phone video games 
I don't know. That was it's during whatever. Christmas. That was during Christmas. Oh, and oh, there was one that was un-Christmas related with the whistle note. Yeah, the black one. But that was a little while ago, I thought. Was that recently? But this is all, but the point I'm making is this is all the stuff that we're just getting. We're not getting oh, any, yeah, like, we're getting a bunch of shit. Yeah. We're getting but I'm a not bunch mad of... about it. It's cute. It's, and that's, that's actually all it is. Cute. The I like is... that she, it's cute. It's cute or whatever. <laughs> like, Nick said, <laughs> it's cute or it's cute or whatever. The thing but is, but like, she, there's nothing of substance, girl. Exactly. And that's the, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's nothing of substance. And it's all very fleeting, you know? So nothing is, like... (laughs) Nothing substantial. Yeah, when I first heard Butterfly, you guys, like, the album is literally, like, you never get over it. You never let it go. Like, even if you're, like, bored of listening to it after five years of listening to it every day, like, you know you're still going to listen to it again. But, like, nothing that she's done recently besides the Christmas special is giving me like, yes, like I'm living for this and I'm going to listen to it for the rest of my life. I mean, I know I'll have it and I'm grateful for it and I'm glad she's doing it and she doesn't owe me anything and she doesn't have to do anything. And I hope that everything she does makes her happy. Like I said, that's a good point. If it, I'm I'm glad you're getting to that point, Gia, because you've changed a lot during <laughs> during the past year and a half. But have I? I yeah. th- yes, you have. You're getting more humble and grateful. I am very grateful for everything that Mariah gives me. But like, there's only so many times during a dry patch between albums that I can listen to Rainbow and Glitter and uh, Butterfly and all of that. Like, I need something. You know what I'm to- saying? Yeah, I know what you're saying. I but yeah. I'm at the point where I'm not listening to Mariah Carey all the time because I've overdone it. Does that make sense? Yes, because that's where I'm at too. I'm I'm at the point where I'm like, oh yeah, Caution came out how many years ago now? Wow, wow. And like, yeah, I need to. I need a new one or a few things to keep in rotation. And I know we just had the most amazing drop of remixes and mc30 moments and the rarities album and tokyo dome which i'm so grateful for if anybody knows how much i love live performances i'm obsessed with tokyo dome and i love it and make it happen was literally like my most from make it happen from tokyo dome was literally like my most listened to song last year i'm so grateful but besides like little pieces of things there hasn't been like a cohesive moment like caution that really got me so excited about Mariah Carey like I was back then I guess the Christmas special the Christmas special but I don't watch that when it's not freaking Christmas season you guys like I'm not like trying to to watch that movie all fucking year long so she, she yes she has done amazing things recently but the things that she has done, they're not something I can keep in rotation like a new album. If you guys are catching my drift. It's not her legacy. It's not what we're here for. It's, I mean, we're here, we, fine, we'll witness it. But it's it's not, it's not something you can take away and enjoy for forever. You said earlier about like, you listen to, you have your Mariah Carey moments of where you listen to certain things. And then I do too. And then obviously, and then otherwise we wouldn't be here. But like. I could be listening to an album because I'm obsessed with an album or um, just Mariah Carey in general on shuffle. And I'll be like, okay, I need to listen to somebody else. So you go and like, just shuffle of your whole entire like song collection on your phone or whatever. 
And if she comes back on, like a few songs in, I I do go straight back to probably that album or just Mariah Carey in general. So the music always does suck you in. That's why we are here. And, you know, the, these moments aren't really, I don't feel like they're true to her legacy. And when you look at like, I don't know if she's doing it just to get her name out there, but I feel like these are the wrong things. If you look at people like Dua Lipa and Adele, and, you know, people like that, that are, like, everywhere, they're not doing shit like this. They might be, like... Adele, Adele is literally everywhere and nowhere. Yeah. And to me, Mariah is, like, everywhere and all over the place. Like, do you get <laughs> what I'm saying? This like, is a good segue in what, Mariah, in what Mariah brought up in, in this uh, Twitter space. She said that she hasn't been in public in a very long time and that she's a germaphobe and she's very nervous about going to the songwriter songwriters hall of fame because of that because she seems like but you have to think about it you you're not seeing mariah out anymore you're not getting these paparazzi photos you do during christmas and aspen but you're not getting a lot you always when mariah always does a live she's always in the pool at her house or somewhere in one of her houses you never see mariah out anymore and that worries and, me too i've never seen mariah like this voice. before yeah because okay can can i say it to me like it was different and it, it was very different and i was worried i just yeah when she said that she hadn't left the house and like the um songwriter hall of fame was going to be like the first time she just and she sounded so nervous about being with the fan too like everything everything i'm so sorry i'm saying it but like that's just the way i feel like it just seemed very it gave me a trl vibe like she seemed very tired ideally what i like from mariah is when she takes those moments to just go away and deal with whatever she needs to deal with if she wants to go on vacation if she wants to spend time with her kids go do that don't be po i know social media now especially instagram is a huge representation of what we're getting up to on a day-to-day -day basis sometimes more than that but like i think that she can do that stuff but don't go putting yourself at the forefront of projects that no one has a clue about and especially yourself Go and enjoy your life, spend a bit of your money, you know, go crazy, have that time for yourself. And then if you want to go back to music, when you go back to music, keep it down low, keep it quiet, you know, have the charm bracelet. We we weren't aware that the Emancipation of Mimi was coming and bang, it came. Obviously leading up to it, we knew it was coming, but like, we need that again. Like, we can have little bits here and there, like, yeah, I am in the studio, I'm working on stuff, but then that's it. Don't say anything else. Don't say anything else. Just leave it. Let people speculate. Go do it. Finish it. Get it out there. And I think everyone will be blown away because they've had the little bit of a taste. They've been teased. But they've only had enough to keep, like, hungry, thirsty. You know what I mean? We need a bit more of that now. I like what you said. Like, when you brought up the Charm Bracelet era, like, this in-between time between albums with Mariah right now, it feels like it was during that charm bracelet era because we're getting a lot of features mm -hmm. just a lot of quietness nothing's being talked about I, I guess she's she never really alluded to things with the emancipation of Mimi and you're right it did come out like bam but I want to go back also to Mariah being in the house all the time I I myself am a recluse like I like my privacy like 
it was when COVID happened, it was like the perfect storm for me to kind of get away from everybody and everything and kind of reset my mind. And Same. I and I'm not gonna knock Mariah for wanting to be in the house and be away from people all the time because I'm the exact same. I'm a germaphobe. I stay away from people all the time. I agree. I'm still in my COVID era and I'm trying to hang on to it at least until next year because this has been so peaceful for me. And I feel like I can understand that with Mariah, why she would want to be reclusive and not go out and be hounded and talked about. Does that make sense? It does. Oh, okay, but you also said we're worried about her. And and I loved my COVID era too. And I'm still, we're all still in a COVID era. Like it's not something that just goes away. We're gonna have to figure it out. To me, it, all it has taught me is that like, like I, it just taught me how to make better decisions about my life. And I, in, in so many profound ways that I will just never be able to fucking explain because I feel like I did like 30 years of growth in like two years, three years. So I'm not gonna, it's, it's something I'm still processing, but yeah, I can decide what my path is and what I need. And we needed to be away from people. And that was us. And if that's Mariah, that's what she needs. But I'm in the same token. It was also very, it's very scary. And it, I have a lot of anxiety and coming back into the real world, while I still am trying to balance like my my being away from everyone, like going back and forth, you know, it's, it gave me so much more social anxiety, you know, and it messed with my mental health. So, but I, I did say that I was worried about Mariah, but if I had the money that Mariah had, I would still be in my house. I have to leave my house because I have to get out and get money, but I'm getting out there and I'm, I'm I still double mask every time I touch. I have literally seven bottles of hand sanitizer. Like literally, that's how freaked out I am about catching COVID. And I'm very lucky that I haven't caught it. But the reason I'm worried for Mariah is because she doesn't have to leave the house. I have to leave the house. So Mariah isn't getting out there and, and experiencing anything because I, for some reason or another, some kind of anxiety has taken over her for some reason or another. So I, I don't know. Like that's why I meant that I was worried. Yeah. Because she doesn't have to leave like Mariah could literally stay in the house for the rest of her life if she wants to you guys maybe she's like she's rewiring her brain from her sony prison trauma and she's like no i can be in the house because i want to be here and she's Girl, like are you stoned she, like that, that she's, was like 20 years ago that she's was giving her ago. but she's like okay but she's still Girl, if you don't think she still has trauma from that, are you kidding me? Most of the I'm book sure was she about, has trauma most, from it. Honey, but most of the book was about Tommy. That's like, what worries me. Her. But, that's what worries me because if she's if she's living her life like this now, if that was the case back then, and she's now living her life like this, yes, fine, it's on her terms. She's staying safe, whatever. She does have this brand new house. That she's got garden and you know space. She's got so much space at this house that we've that's been, you know, uh, released on online. But like, if she was in New York, it wouldn't be the same. It would be quite stifling because all she's got is that same space. I mean, that, that apartment is probably quite huge. But like, she has that space now, but it is worrying ongoing. Like when she goes back to New York, 
what's she going to be like? Is she going to think, let's sell it? If, if she starts going in studios with people, is she going to have an even bigger fear of the space she's in with an audience or a, a crew? Like, how is this going to manifest itself? I think that Mariah took COVID just as I took COVID and she ran with it. And that's just where she's at. And I'm never going to knock her for that. In my eyes and what in with Mariah's actions a lot lately, it's almost like she doesn't even want to be a public figure anymore. Yeah. She just wants to live a private life and just keep it pushing and just release a little song here and there. We're over the golden days of Mariah Carey. We're never going back to those days. And that's really, really evident right now. But I'm never going to knock her for wanting to stay in the house all the time. I don't want her to end up like Richard Simmons. No, I'm not saying that. But I can't I can't knock her. Like, I really can't. He went into the house and he never came back out. He's still in the house. No, I'm not knocking her for it. But it does, it does make me concerned. Now, at the moment, she's in a nice area. I don't know. Like, hopefully she's doing the things that are... Good for her. I hope that she is happy taking her time with whatever it is that she's working on. I hope that she's relaxing. I hope that she's spending time with the kids, swimming with the kids. I don't know, whatever they're doing, I hope they're having a ball. I really do. She's made her legacy. She's made her money. And she does deserve that time to just be like, yeah, fuck it. I'm going to enjoy this. Exactly. Exactly. Mariah, I'm really happy that Mariah is able to just stop her life and do whatever the fuck she wants now and not be pressured even though i want an album <laughs> to be I'm pumping out an album every nine to twelve yeah. months i'm glad that she's gotten to that point and we're not in this glitter era of mariah just going crazy and and lashing out i'm just i'm very very happy for her so yay all right guys coming off that bleak moment Mariah mentioned in this Twitter space that she loved Prince and that her and Prince were working on a song during the glitter area and that the song exists somewhere and she's bound and determined to find it. She said she was going to sample Nasty Girl by Vanity Six for the glitter album. See, I've never heard that before. So I thought that that's a, another thing that I love about Mariah when these weird interesting facts come out so i love that and and she also said that prince loved honey and he went to bat for her when other she wouldn't say who it was when other but she was saying that when other record executives were talking shit about her working with uh rappers during the butterfly era moving forward prince said that's just her shit Yes, I I would love to have heard Mariah Carey sing this song. I can imagine like the layering of it. There's parts of me, I obviously with there's a few covers on Glitter. I read that all my life was written and recorded originally by the Mary Jane Girls, but it didn't get released on an album or anything. So I would love to hear the original version if it did actually get recorded, but I'm glad Mariah has that. But it does I make... thought that All My Life was written for Mariah or was, I don't know, maybe I'm wrong. I thought it was written by, I thought it was written by Rick James. Was it Rick James? Yeah, Rick, yeah, James. Rick James for Mariah, right? I've read that they, the Mary Jane girls had, he wrote it. Yes, of course. But like, I'd read that the Mary Jane girls were supposed to record it or they recorded a demo or whatever it was. There was something where it was given to them and oh. it never reached release. So uh, stuff like oh. this interests me. I always like 
even even Mariah, like whenever she puts out stuff and there's samples or references, I always like to go and find out what it is originally or where it came from or and what it means to her or why she used it, you know. I'm always interested in stuff like that. So yeah, this interests me and it does make me wonder like if she actually has this song. And I hope she does and I hope it's complete and I hope it's finished. But because it is I don't very- think she does though. I don't think she has it because uh, on that Twitter space, she also said that um, Prince doesn't, well, Prince told her it's probably not smart for her to use that sample because that's Vanity Six's song. And I don't know if Prince was part of Vanity Six. We're, I don't think we've come to that conclusion yet. But um, he also said that he doesn't like other people covering his songs. But Mariah had covered the beautiful ones before she knew that piece of information and that she felt really guilty about redoing the beautiful ones. Yeah, I don't. I know that's Gia's song. There's, there's. I think he had a relationship, or there was speculated relationship with him and a member. I don't know, but oh, I think that was it. Mm. I think that was it. Maybe there's some kind of legal thing between the two, and at the time, and maybe that's why. But like, yeah, he, he, he is quite. He's very famously known for not liking when people cover his songs. So it's a good song. The beautiful ones is a good song. <laughs> okay. Anyway, <laughs> it's it's one of her best covers. It's her best cover. <laughs> All right. Anyway, I think we can move on. Uh, there was something else. Oh, there wasn't really it, anything else much, but Mariah did mention, and I always give kind of like a side eye when Mariah says this. She brings up. Um, when she talks about in the memoir, when she went to the Thanksgiving special and she didn't realize she had fans up until that point. So the, I, I just don't believe that. But that's just me. I don't understand how you wouldn't know that you had fans four years, four or five years into your career. I, Maybe I, you should I listen to would, the audiobook and find out. Girl, I've listened to most of the audiobook. <laughs> <laughs> But from from her place of saying it, I don't understand when you've had a, a big selling debut album. Obviously, the second one didn't really sell as well. But like she had five number ones, four from the first album, then Emotions. And then, um, yeah, MTV Unplugged did really well. The, the, obviously, people turned up to that. But their music box sold like 30 million copies at the time. I thought to myself, the, the timeline was a little bit messy for me because I thought, well, I've listened to the audiobook and I don't really get where she was coming from. But like, I thought, how are you not at that point in your career thinking, I don't have fans? Like, that's ridiculous. Obviously, you have a fan base because someone's buying all of these records. People are turning up. And there was a music box tour as well, as we now know, and people turned up. It's after music box. Actually, no, it's not even after music box came out because... This is the tour. Yes. This is the this is before she was writing. This is the Hero. first time. No, honey, this is the first time she performed Hero. Yes, the, like these songs hadn't even dropped yet. Maybe Dream Lover had dropped. Maybe, but like I I don't even know how the fuck I even know this shit. No, but, that's in the book. Um, yeah, you're correct. You're correct. That's in the book. I remember now. Yeah, the the album Music Box hasn't hadn't even been out yet. So, but this yeah okay so off. After Immersions, I kind of get it, but like, you know, MTV Unplugged as well, you know, come on. So she must have known. We're not going to be able to relate because we don't know what it's like to be projected into that world of like everybody. Well, and also I think that that has to do with her childhood as well, you yeah. know? I, I think that it all ties into little, little Mariah. 
Well, yeah, that's mostly the most interesting things that I gathered from the live. Is there anything else that y'all want to talk about with the live? But moving on, uh, one thing that happened this morning was there was an announcement yesterday on Twitter from Kenzie, who works on 96.5, which is a Philly radio station. And she had some exclusive tea that... Memoirs of an Imperfect Angel, the Angel's Advocate, is going to be released with all the Jump Smokers remixes. We have been talking about this for weeks. Kenzie K, 96.5 TDY, I told all the lambs we have a Mariah Carey surprise for you. Exclusive news. She is dropping a remix album with the Jump Smokers. And we have an exclusive track off that album. And you may be like, Kenzie, how do you know this, T? That is because my fiancé is Roman of the Jump Smokers. So he kind of tells me everything. We gossip a lot. Anyways, hate you at number... And then after she announced that, she played the um, Hate You remix. She says she got this tea because she dates Roman, who's from the Jump Smokers. So I find that to be credible tea, especially if she's playing that song. What do y'all think? Finally. <laughs> um, <laughs> we've been waiting over a year. Well, no, we've been waiting 13 years for this. I find it interesting because finally we're getting it after 13 years. And then we thought we were getting it, well, actually after t- whatever the time frame is. Um, but we thought we were getting it last year in the continuation of MC30. And so finally for that as well. But like, I thought when I went to look, I thought it just looks like a load of retweetation. And I thought if it's just jump smokers, I don't know if I care. Like, I feel like some of them are all right. The jump smokers remix of Ribbon is actually real good. But I am holding out for the R&B moments. Like, basically, the album we got, but in the original Mariah Carey album format. So with the collaborations, you know. And there were some decent collaborations on there for the time, you know. So I do hope that's coming, but I don't think that is. And so I am a little bit disappointed that it's just going to be the Jump Smokers. If it's just well, the Jump Smokers, I don't think I am that interested. No. Yeah, I, I mean, I already don't like the Memoirs album that much. And do you do you guys ever listen to the Obsessed remixes at the end of the Memoirs album at all? No. No? Yeah, same. I don't either. It's just not part of the album for me, but I mean, maybe this is that thing that she was saying, I, I oh, do. there's something that's about to come out, but I, oh, I'm, would, oh, I can't say it. I would love, I would love for the R&B remixes to come out. Cause I do love the candy bling remix with T-Pain. That one is so good. I love it. It would be nice. It would be really nice to have some high quality audios of this because there's always been, they've always been up on like YouTube or whatever. And we've never known if they were really official, but from the list that I saw that the people who were going to be on it, like I saw that there was Kanye West. I saw that there was Alicia Keys. Uh, I can't remember the other ones, but there were several really big time artists and artists of that time. Never believed about the Alicia Keys and Kanye West. I don't think that I've, I've seen it and I got excited, but I just don't believe, I mean, they've got, They've got a huge machine behind them, but so has Nicki Minaj. The song was released, but I just don't think that 
the Alicia Keys and the Kanye West is an actual thing. Otherwise, there would be at least like a few seconds somewhere. I don't know. But like, I don't think we're going to get the R&B versions ever because of the leakation. We already have Betch Gonna Know. She's not going to release that anyway because of what's happened with the collaborative artist on that. It's already out there, so she's not going to re-release it. The Mary J. Blige remix is already out there Nicki Minaj is already out there Neo is already out there and I don't think Alicia Keys and Kanye West is true I'd love to be proved wrong though because I'm kind of like hopeful that they're real but um I just have a feeling so what else is there really if this was last year you would have been like yes it's coming it's happening I know and I am a little bit but because it's jump smokers I'm just like That's all already online anyway. It was. I don't know if it's been taken down, but it was all already. I feel like I've heard it all. Like, I want a full memoirs album in the structure and track listing of Angel's Advocate. With Well, it's out there. We know it's out there because it's, it was it supposed to be released. We know it's recorded. I think it. this is... True. I don't understand why a radio host who dates one of the people from Jump Smokers would come out on air and tweet about it on their official radio site that this is coming this year. You know, I don't even think I would be mad if if the R. Kelly moment even was on there. Like, I literally wouldn't even be mad. I like the R. Kelly moment. I do. But I completely understand why she wouldn't put it out. One, it's already out. Two, because of what he's been up to. But, like, I don't... if the jump smokers comes out fine it it comes out but like it's already out there well it was already out there online and i just don't care that much about it like it would have been cute to have had it as how it was intended the remixes the r&b remixes and the jump smokers like then i'll be fine but and of course she's gonna she is gonna say it from that point of view. She probably doesn't know about the R and B remixes because he's probably talking to her about just his songs. So I that's fine. But I don't want to get my hopes up because I feel like I've got my hopes up far too many times for this. And and that that's the whole journey of this whole podcast episode. Don't give your hopes up, but I think it's coming. The thing that would really gag me if there were physical releases, I would be gagged. Oh my, a vinyl of Angel's Advocate, like even as as an album, take all my fucking money. I, I don't feel- love memoirs, and I've only listened to the Angel Advocate. I don't know if. To- I don't know if I should call it a bootleg. I think I've only listened to it like once, but maybe this will reintroduce me to memoirs and change my mind about it. So that's my hopeful thinking about the whole situation. That would be really good because if this got us to be obsessed with memoirs, I think she did something right. Oh my God. I, I mean, I love memoirs, but I always felt... I've said it before, like, I always felt like it's like that ginger kid that you don't actually love, but you really hope they do well in life. So it's like, I've really want... <laughs> <sighs> <laughs> Oh, I, I, I hope you're not ginger, Nick. <laughs> I said that. I don't even know if you're ginger or not. I'm like, not ginger, but okay. the, the, I just thought about that. I was like, I've never heard something like that before. <laughs> you, but it's just like, it's it's a really decent album in terms it's got all the Mariah Carey stuff there and it just is missing that hip hop like collaborative 
moment throughout the whole album and I felt I always felt like she was just trying to cater to the people that oh she just submitted collaborations but like people have said this is the dawn of time well not the dawn of time but people have said this forever but they've always enjoyed like her collaborations have gone to number one over her career so if this album would have had those remixes on this album could have been more I'm not going to say more successful but it would have been more appreciated I just feel that if she did it as a proper Mariah Carey memoirs album with all the Mariah Carey stuff there, it would have been magic. And all this dilly-dallying around of like, yeah, there's something else coming because the original album didn't do well and this, that, the other, and then it just never happens. And now whenever I listen to my vinyl of um, memoirs, yes, it's nice to open, it's nice to look at, it's nice to put on, but I just feel it's bittersweet for me because I'm just like, oh, I, want, I want the actual Angels Advocate. And then, of course, there's Imperfect and Skydiving. The quality of what's been leaked isn't that great. I want to hear how they need to be heard. Mitch, what if that is on it? Oh. You're making me really excited. Now I want to listen to memoirs. I'm going to listen to it when we're done with this podcast. Wow. I, I'm so happy. <laughs> there can be miracles. When you believe. I'm so happy. I'm so glad that I've managed to sway you. Though hope is frail, it's hard to kill. Oh, I just want everyone to know that I have a silver stripe on my arm like Billy right now. A what? Oh, the, the lightning? Yeah, the <laughs> one that she has in glitter. Ah. So... She has them all over in glitter. Yes, honey. But they move around. They move around, don't they? <laughs> yeah, mine is on my arm today. Yeah, but I'm excited about the Angels Advocate album. And I really would love for the Imperfect and Skydiving and the extra songs to come out. I mean, that would also be a really good Rarities 2 double album moment. But oh, yes. Yeah. Um, who knows? But that's the thing. We've been waiting so long and then even longer as an extended moments of waiting in the last what year and a few months she could have like i feel she could have at least negotiated and got everything settled for her to release it as it should have been heard with the original idea it's just because i, I remember and this goes back to the whole hypothesis and thesis or whatever the word i'm looking for of the episode is it kept saying it was coming out they kept saying it was coming out it yeah. kept getting pushed back and i just gave up on it like it just never came. And again, this is why I don't like the Nick Cannon years because Mariah was so different during those years. I get it that she was in love and happy finally. And I, I'm excited for her for that. But it just seemed like everything was being thrown to the wayside. I don't know if she had, and I'm sure it, she had nothing to do with it being released. I'm sure it was from the corporate morgue or whatever. Mm -hmm. But I wish it was released because I remember being excited for it. Oh God, the same. I mean, I did, a part of me felt like, okay, well, the album's already out, so what's this going to be like? Then eventually, when I heard the Nicki Minaj and the Neo uh, songs, I kind of felt like um, Emancipation of Beamy, Platinum, like bonus moment vibes. And I thought, okay, maybe if it's done right, this could like completely overtake the original version of Memoirs of an Imperfect Angel. Well, that was the initial plan, but... Yeah. And for me, what I've heard totally does overtake it. it it does but it needs to be formatted right like i still want hate you on there but i want the remix at the end 
Well, she played the Hate You remix on the radio, so I don't see any clip of on the internet floating out there anywhere. So maybe there is one. I oh no, it's there. But I but it she played there. Hate You, <laughs> so yeah, I one hundred percent believe that this is going to happen, and we're gonna I guess jump back into MC thirty oh for a second <laughs> for a moment. <laughs> it would be nice. I don't, I sound like such an ungrateful like child at Christmas. This like I said, this is like the child who can't do anything right, but you want to root you're rooting for them, like come on, something's gonna fall into place. You're good at something. Like this is that album for me. Totally not for me though, but <laughs> but yeah it's 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 not that for me either. <laughs> <laughs> you could be swayed. You said you want to go listen to it. I'll listen to it, but I pro- I don't know if I'll make it all the way through it, but I promise you it's not going to sway me. I just, I have so much negative trauma attached to memoirs that it's just like, anytime I listen to it, I just, I don't want to listen to it. I love it. I love this album. Obviously, it's not her best. And it becomes, it's, in a way, it becomes like, I don't know, you know when you're like really thirsty on a hot day? It eventually becomes like that. Like, ugh, okay. Uh, and it's, it's probably just all the interludes. I don't know. But like, there is something to it that's a bit like, eh. The songs are decent. Like, the ideas of the songs are decent. The vocals are really good. I just... I think that it's... It's when ribbing kicks in for me that like <laughs> the, the, the album the album just starts going down. No. Ribbon is one of the songs that I actually really like on the album. <laughs> well, I'm glad you like it. I'm glad you like it. But um, to me, there's just like it, there's just a sound that I just don't like on the album. It's the Nick Cannon sound. That's that's what I call it. There's a there's a plastic kind of like thread that goes through it and i do feel that like the background vocals that that she that she's done for the songs are very isolated with effects and i don't know exactly listening to it what that is but there's definitely some like there's auto-tune and some like a lot of like there's it's equalized and auto-tune it is just a lot of things done to the background vocals there's so much there that she can do and we've heard before as well as on this album but like it just feels like whatever they've done to it isolates it and it just becomes this like there's i don't know you know when you listen to like butterfly and you hear all these vocals going on and it's just like it's almost like a flock of pigeons have been released or something or um as a peace movement, like doves have been released into the, the wild. It's I know, like, ah. I was going to say, maybe let's do something <laughs> a little more graceful, like a dove or something, or a butterfly, a bunch of butterflies. Yes. But like, and it, it is a little bit like that on Man Was, but then it's just like, oh, but the, 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 the wings are clipped. <laughs> it's just like, oh, okay. <laughs> so they kind of just don't go very far or whatever. But it's just like, and it needs that. And I just, I don't know, maybe working with the guy she worked with was... It was all right because we got the material, but at the same time, what if he was there with the um, the mixing of the album? Then no, because it's very isolated in terms of like what she can resonate with in terms of her vocal ability, and it's it's that's a shame as well. You're talking about the dream, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because he's he he was used to working with people that, and I don't mean this in a horrible way, but people that didn't have the same vocal capabilities as mariah i used to love it the dream i sound... love his songs i love his song falsetto so much well yeah i think that's it i think we have gotten through this episode i think that whatever happens i just want to say i will be grateful for it i will 
try my best to be excited for it. Yeah. And I just hope that it makes her happy. So that's how I feel. But I do feel like a little detached lately. I'm not going to lie. I'm not going to lie. But that, you're going to go through that several times. Like we, as lambs, we all go through that. We go through like Mariah dry spells because I've gone through at least three or four. And the last time I was ignited was during the 25th of All I Want for Christmas is You. And that just was such a special moment for me. I was so happy for Mariah. I just dove right back into her entire catalog. And now I'm just slowing down and kind of nesting and waiting for that new, amazing piece of work that she's going to release. If it's not for another year or two, hey, it's not for another year or two. I've been patient this long. I can be patient even longer. Yeah, exactly. We have, we already have so much music and so much that we can celebrate anyway. But like, I I do have a feeling she has another, I don't want to completely like isolate this to just the emancipation, but I do feel she has another moment like that in her. It probably won't be musically, obviously, the same as the Emancipation of the Movie because that was 2005. But I do feel she's got another album in her that's going to do well. And I believe the same thing. I believe we're going to have another really, really huge moment with Mariah. And again, I'm just nesting, waiting for it to happen because in my heart, I know it's going to happen. I feel it. I don't know if it's intuition. I just really feel like it's going to happen. I want to be honest with you guys. I do have that feeling too. And I've always had that feeling that Mariah was going to be very big again like she was like having a re-emancipation moment and honestly i want it to happen for your sake because you've never really gotten to go through that i would be happy for you to get to experience something like that and just to have mariah everywhere and all these new fans coming and just being a landmark in her career i i really hope that you are able to experience something like something like that because it's the feeling that it gives you is almost something ungodly it's just you're so happy. You knew she had it because why wouldn't she have it? She's fucking Mariah Carey. It. I just really hope that you are, you're able to experience a moment like that. And yeah, I agree. I agree. It's going to happen again. Yeah. So no matter how jaded I sound, I just want everybody to know I am still here and present and ready and grateful. I'm still here if you really need me. What the hell was that? That was Subtle Invitation. I know Mariah Carey. (laughs) That was when he said that was Subtle (laughs) Was it? (laughs) I love love you, Nick. Those 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 were my in the kitchen vocals. <laughs> no, 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 I'm not laughing at the vocal. I thought that that was just funny. The, re- <laughs> the response was funny. And Garrett, you're shady too. You're I'm not. Funny. I'm adorable. You said it's like that it? ginger kid. It's like that ginger kid that you don't really love, but you hope that they do really good. In life. <laughs> oh my goodness! Wow. <laughs> All right, you guys. 
I think that's a wrap on this episode. It's been nice chatting with you and we hope that you enjoyed this. So if you could please like, rate, review, and subscribe, follow us on Instagram at the obsessed podcast and TikTok and Twitter. Thank you. <laughs> it kind of <laughs> it started up military and turned into Mary Poppins, but I like it. <laughs> Bye-bye. <laughs> Bye you guys. It was great. Bye. Talking. Bye. <laughs> Bye.